following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Wrestling was just wrestling. Mm-hmm. R A S S L I N apostrophe. Yes, that is yes. correct. You know yeah. they watch Saturday mornings in the Mid South Coliseum in Memphis. Uh, He's got a chain. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Mark Reed, assistant director with the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association, and you're listening to the first takedown with Mo Pat. I never wrestled, but I've been around the sport on both a personal and professional level for more than 40 years, and I know its importance in Middle Tennessee and across the state. That's why we're bringing you the first Takedown Podcast, to get you up close and personal with the headliners in wrestling throughout the area. We'll be discussing the top wrestlers, programs, coaches, and events over the course of the season as we move toward crowning state champions. Get ready for the first Takedown. Hey, thanks for joining us here on The First Takedown. I'm Maurice Patton, and joining me today is TWSAA Assistant Executive Director Mark Reeves, who's taken on an additional role this year, Springfield Wrestling Dad Mark Reeves. <laughs> and um, I know you got to be excited about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's been a lot of fun. You, I've, we've known you for a long time. Mr. Patton, and uh, you know I'm a big fan. So uh, you, just to uh, just to get to watch your your own son compete, I know you've experienced that, and uh, it's it's been a lot been a lot of fun. Well, Connor, um, Connor, a freshman at Springfield, where in a former life you were the coach, and and where you were a wrestler at one time. So it's it's got to be kind of cool, kind of watching him in some of the same spots that you were in at one time. Yeah, very special. Um, you know, it's just really kind of neat to see all that come full circle. Um, Springfield hosted an alumni event. Um, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, the dual meet with Gallatin High School. And, um, you know, just a great atmosphere. It was a great dual meet, but it was awesome just to see a lot of, a lot of guys come back and, you know, folks that I wrestled with that, um, that wrestled for me, teammates, um, you know, just it was it was pretty cool, and then to watch your son be a part of part of that, you know, night that was that was a memory that I'll always take with me, man. It's it's so it's been it's been cool. I cherish every moment. Well, I tell you what, whatever Connor does, it'll it'll. <laughs> I'm sure it won't compare to wrestling for Randy Thomas. <laughs> well, uh, that was quite the experience in and of itself. Uh, phenomenal experience and that was one thing that I, I kept thinking about that night you know that alumni night and just looking at all the faces of of uh past and present and none of which would have been possible without you know the legacy that coach thomas set for that school um you know just going back to, to where that all started you know he was not a a, a wrestler himself he was a boxer um he was a fighter and and but he loved he loved the sport. He got introduced to it when he was uh playing football. That really kinda got him started, piqued his interest and, and you know, he explored starting that program and, and, and was humble enough to, to ask for help and uh, bring some coaches in that, that helped, you know, give him what he needed, uh, to, to get things going. Ronnie Carter at Overton and Pat Simpson at Ryan and um Frank at 
Um, you know, just a lot of help that he had over the years, just building, building that, um, building that program. And we all got to benefit from it. Now, now get me from him coaching that program to you coaching that program to you being with the TSSAA. Yeah. So, you know, it was, uh, it's one of those things that was timing. I was not necessarily, um, you know, seeking out that opportunity. I, I, I was at, uh, University of Tennessee at Martin, um, uh, about to graduate with a degree in secondary education, knew I was going to teach and coach, uh, wasn't necessarily, um, you know, uh, looking to come back to middle Tennessee, uh, I was uh, uh, dating my now wife at the time, who was from West Tennessee, and I was going to be open to any opportunities that arose, you know, that way. But it just so happened, Coach Thomas was um, head football coach and wrestling coach at Springfield at the time, and was looking to offload that wrestling piece, just to uh, kind of have a little bit less craziness in his life. And um, it just so happened they were also uh, needing to fill a, a a position for science certification and um you know, i had i had both of those interests i had the, the, the science is, is where i was certified i was certified to teach biology and uh that's where they needed a teacher and they needed a wrestling coach so um as luck would have it or a little divine intervention um i, I was fortunate enough to to take that position in 1997 and um and, and held on to that role for nine years. Uh, and through that, through all of that, I got certified in administration and supervision. Um, was actually called in to the uh, central office after I guess it was my ninth year of coaching and, uh, and was told that, that I was either going to go to East Robertson as an assistant principal. Uh, the next year, or I was going to be meeting with the superintendent at two o'clock. I said no. <laughs> so, oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, the, the timing was right. I was actually, uh, uh we had just, well, I had a one year old and, and, uh, uh, went on the way and, and the timing was right. I was, I was thinking about stepping aside from the coaching ranks anyway. Um, and, and so that just, that just made that decision a little easier. So, Went to East Robertson for a couple of years. TSSAA had a had a job opening that I stumbled on when I was looking for an eligibility answer on the website um, <laughs> over a Christmas break. Uh, checking out some eligibility, and I saw that they had a, an, an opening for an assistant director. Um, wanted somebody with a background in wrestling, football, track, and track and soccer. Well, um, that intrigued me. Uh, Looked into it, and uh, you know, just right place at the right time. Very fortunate to to start in that role in 2008, and uh, here we are, um, 14 years later, almost. And uh, it's been a been a joy. It sounds like Mark that your interview process at Springfield High School was not a very lengthy one. <laughs> well. Um, you know, science teachers are not the easiest to come by. Uh, you know, the back the, there's there's a lot of people moving everywhere in Middle Tennessee now. Uh, anywhere where they can find 
places to buy, but I'm going to say in 1997, people weren't pouring and pouring into the, into the city gate in Springfield, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure they had another applicant there. <laughs> to be honest, there was somebody else, uh, that would have taken that position. I, I, uh, I eagerly accepted and, uh, two years later, um, you know, married my, my wife and she moved to middle Tennessee. Um, we did the long distance thing for a couple of years while she finished up school at UT Martin. And, you know, when she moved to Springfield, she thought, she thought she had come to a major metropolis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where is she from originally? <laughs> she is from South Fulton, Tennessee. Okay. So she had to learn how stoplights and you know that kind of thing um wrestling wrestling was just wrestling r-a-s-s-l-i-n apostrophe yes that is correct you know they watched it they just like all of us did on Saturday mornings in the mid-south coliseum in memphis he's got a chain yeah yeah exactly so oh i had to had to introduce her to the sport and educate her quickly, um, you know, since she was marrying a coach and she became a huge fan and um, just a, a tremendous support for me through those years. And it's, it's become a big part of her life. Mark Reeves, assistant executive director of the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association primarily in charge of wrestling and wrestling championships. And, and Mark, as we have made our way as best we can through this pandemic, we, we've made some adaptations that we feel like are probably going to stick around once we get done with this situation. And in keeping with that, last year was the first postseason that TWSAA wrestling really had to deal with with the COVID-19 situation. And there were some tweaks made to the postseason, and some of those tweaks, I guess, continue or were furthered this time around, specifically the advent of sectionals, both for duels and for individuals now. And um, we've got dual sectionals coming up this weekend. Yeah, we do. Um, it's an exciting weekend. I can tell you that. You know, you start looking at, at- – some of the matchups and I, I'm not sure I have them all down um, uh, on my, my spreadsheet yet. That's what I was kind of muddling through this morning, just trying to pull as many results as I could. Um, but yeah, the, the sectional, the sectional um, format is, is something that something that is, is new, obviously um, it was new last year out of necessity, but um, the, the coincidence was we were entering into a classification year anyway, and without taking everybody down a deep rabbit hole, classification changed in terms of how we how we look at wrestling and how we divide small and large schools. Um, the the that had nor- that had been based on uh, classification for basketball, baseball for however many years, mm-hmm. uh, where we had three classes in basketball, baseball, softball, etc. Um, well, when we, when, when classification changed in, in basketball, baseball classification, softball classification changed, um, we could no longer, um, look at wrestling the same way that we had before. Um, 
we're going to have to change it. And the logical way to change it was to do wrestling like we've done, like we've started to do every other sport. That is taking the number of schools that we've got, divide them in, in, into two, um, you know, a small and a large and, and, and redrawing those lines. And with that being said, uh, that, that brought a lot of the larger schools down into the smaller school, um, division. Uh, now we refer to them class AA and class A. Um, and, and we looked at this sectional format, um, bringing some clarity and some uniformity into our sport and re- maybe a little bit more recognition to the general public and the, the other schools and school administrators as they're thinking through what the postseason looks like. Now wrestling looks a little bit more like um, some of our other sports in terms of having that sectional contest to determine who advances to the state tournament. So um, it's been a change. Um, certainly certainly not well received in some parts of the some parts of the state but in some parts <laughs> of the state it's, it's it's been well received you know it just depends on who you talk to and um you know that's that's part of the challenge of of this job and and, and trying to to lead us through the ever-changing waters um we're always looking to, to try to produce what is going to be in the best interest of the sport as a whole um for the current time and then for the future so um that's that's where we are today and we'll we'll evaluate this year and see what if anything we can tweak to to make it better i would imagine the larger schools are a bit upset because traditionally you've taken 16 teams to the state duels um last year that was reduced to eight and and it remains that way this time around the sectional matchups for class double a that i've got and i don't really have the 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 far east but um rossview is at wilson central cookville is at clarksville bartlett is scheduled to come to summit maybe they will maybe they won't um nolensville goes to arlington bradley central is at blackman and oakland goes to cleveland in class double a now like i said i don't have the upper east um matchups but those are six of the eight sectional matchups there in class double a in class a and you mentioned some larger schools moving down as a result of the reclassification um watertown goes to page which is one of those schools tullahoma which is another one of those schools that has traditionally been in the larger school classification goes to green hill which is having a fantastic year as a second year school um sycamore goes to munford Millington is scheduled to go to Fairview, but I'm told that Millington has already forfeited that match and is not going to make the trip. So those are four of the eight sectionals in Class A. Mark, if you've got any other matchups, feel free to throw them in. Yeah, I've um, what I have heard, and I have not uh, confirmed. Yeah, I have I have confirmation on this. I mm-hmm. believe uh, that. Greenville um, wrestled Halls last night. I believe it was last night. And mm-hmm. Greenville is the winner advancing um, in out of Region 1. Um, and then, uh, did you mention, uh, we've got Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge and, and Stone. Uh, or, excuse me. Um, yes. I have not heard uh, for sure on that one. I believe. Uh, I think I saw on, on Twitter last night the Pigeon Forge beat Stone, so I guess Stone Memorial would be the number two, and they would then go to Greenville? 
Is that right? No, no, no. Uh, No, I I don't think so. Uh, If I'm looking at this correctly, I think actually you had Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge, the champion, Region 3 Stone Memorial's runner-up, I believe. Oh, okay. Signal Mountain champion in Region 4 with Hickson being the runner-up. Okay, gotcha. That would... That would make a uh, Pigeon Forge hosting Hickson matchup, and then a uh, Stone Memorial traveling to Signal Mountain. If I'm looking at that correctly, you said that that <laughs> obviously there's been some people who have been pleased with the tweaks, and and some that haven't. What what has been the primary complaint? I guess. Well, uh, you know, a lot of. I think of a lot of the, the negative, um, you know, when you start talking through what happened with reclassification decisions, when you when you mention, you know, things have been based on basketball, baseball, et cetera, and now we have a change in basketball, baseball, why should that impact wrestling? Well, you know, I, I, I get those questions, but the reality is it happened. Um, and so now we have to, we have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Classifications. You know, for years in sports other than basketball, baseball was based on basketball, baseball, softball classification, and those sports got away from it. Wrestling remained the same because the ratios of the ratios worked in terms of how many qualifiers you had in your team competition and individual competition when you broke wrestling down with a triple A and a double A breakout. Um, but since that was that was gone, you had to look at it a little bit differently. And what are what's the logical conclusion or logical option? Well, what are all the other sports? What have they evolved to? They've evolved to taking the sport itself individually and looking at how many schools have that sport and dividing appropriately, right. which is what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, same number of schools, large and small. You know you should have the same number of qualifiers, large and small. So the question would be, do you go to a 32-man bracket in both and a 16-man bracket in both and dual wrestling? And the answer, in our opinion, would be no. That The tournament was exceptionally large anyway, limited itself to where you could hold it. Uh, the, the great big tournaments are not the direction we think is in the best interest of the sport. Um, so the thought would be, let's make them the same eight and eight for the duels, 16 all the way across and individuals. And let's create the best events that we can. Uh, gives us a whole lot more flexibility and now brings us in line with what the large majority of the country is doing. Um, you know, for, for even in states where you got a lot more participants. So um, that's where we are. And, uh, you know, again, our goal is to try to make the best experience we can for those kids who do advance. Um and, and hopefully we can pull that off again this year. So um, the state dual meet will be held a week from Saturday, February 5th, at the Williamson County Ag Expo as, as wrestling returns to Middle Tennessee after a brief um, return to Chattanooga. Um, the Division Two individual tournament will be uh, held February 17th at Montgomery Bell Academy, and the D1 individual tournament will take place February 24th through 26th back out at the Ag Expo. And as you mentioned, you're going to have um, 16-man brackets for both um, 
small and large at the Division One tournament. There's a sectional in between there. Explain who gets to sectional and who gets out of sectionals to state in the individual competition. Yep. So the the each individual region in Class A and Class AA will have a uh, you know their region championships. The top four from each one of those regions would then advance to the sectional tournament. And the sectional tournament then would be comprised of the top four from the corresponding regions in the same way that the dual meet term is. In other words, region one and region two are paired together with the top mm-hmm. four from each. Come to, to, you know, to form those eight man brackets at the sectional event. The top four from those sectional tournaments would then advance to the state championships in class A and class AA. You know, on the girls side, um, we only have four regions. We've gone from two regions to four. Um, so there's no no need to have that sectional round for the girls. We can just take the top four from each of the um, region tournaments to uh, create those 16-person brackets on the girls' side. Wrestling postseason cranking up. We've got dual sectionals this weekend. we got dual states next weekend and individuals following. TWSAA Assistant Executive Director and Springfield Wrestling Dad, Mark Reeves, joining us here on First Takedown. Mark, good luck to Connor here in the postseason. Um, having any problems keeping him on weight? No, uh, that's that's nothing he's he's had any issues with. You know, he uh, he's a one twenty six pounder, and that's that's what he weighs um, naturally. He had he had explored the the possibility of. Of, of going to 120 he he qualified to do so but uh he he likes to eat too much and <laughs> which is which is perfectly fine with that uh i'm just hoping that he continues to enjoy it so he's gonna he's gonna stay at 126 and give the world and, and see how everything shakes out look forward to seeing him soon look forward to seeing you soon and appreciate you taking the time with us here on the first takedown Thank you, Mr. Patton. Always a pleasure, man, and look forward to seeing you soon. Sounds good. You've been listening to The First Takedown with Maurice Patton. Follow the show on Twitter at First Takedown and follow Mo at MoPatton underscore sports. For more news on high school wrestling and other prep sports, log on to MainStreetPreps.com.